This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Dear Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful day. Father, we are gathered here to worship and magnify your name. And Lord God, as we preach the word, we thank you that your word will penetrate every heart, dispel any fear, cause faith to rise in abundance in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. I thank you this afternoon that let your name be glorified. Amen. God bless you. You may take your seats. What a wonderful celebration. Uh, you know, I've been listening to all the speakers here. They are preaching like Jesus is coming today. And you wonder what you have to say. That was great. But anyway, we come from the township, and I, I run a church in Tembisa called Tembisa Christian Family Church. And, uh, you know, I'm going to preach like a township guy here. I know all of you, you are very dignified and you look cool, but uh, we are the township guy. And my English, when, when I looked, last time when I looked at my English grade, I got a symbol that looked like the rugby pole. So you'll excuse me if my English is not that excellent. Okay, but my subject today, it is advancing the kingdom of God. We have to advance the kingdom of God at all costs. And my subtitle says, Employed by God Unlimited. We are employed, I'm employed by God Unlimited. And you know, I want to look at the word of God today. John 10 verse 9 says, Jesus said, I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus says, I'm the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will find, he'll be saved and he'll go in and out and find pasture. What a wonderful promise from Jesus Christ. We know that there are many people who claim to be God. Muhammad claimed to be God. Buddha claimed to be God. Confucius claimed to be God. And Jesus also said, I am God. Now God said to all of them, okay, fine, guys. Let off all of you die. And let's see who rises from the dead. But the last time I remember, only Jesus rose from the dead. And all others are still stuck in their graves. So Jesus is Lord. You know, now there's one thing that, that Jesus promises us in Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Now these are kingdom benefit. For all those who choose to follow Jesus. In Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 it says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, riches and wisdom, strength and honor, glory and blessings. I don't know anybody living who doesn't want to receive this in life. And it's only Jesus that promises this. That we will receive worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, strength and honor and glory and blessings. That's Jesus' promises. Now, 
Who qualifies to receive these blessings? Who qualifies? The word says in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reign through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace, of this gift of righteousness, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Praise God. If you receive this abundance of grace, we will reign in this life. We are not supposed to be defeated as the body of Christ. We are supposed to reign. Now, I had a lot of people talking about that we are kings of kings. Yes, we are kings of kings. Now, a king ruled by decree. And we are lords of lords. Lords of lords function by ownership. If you are a lord, you own something. So we as the people of God, we are supposed to own in this world in the name of Jesus. Can I have a living amen this today? Hallelujah. Now the Bible tells us also again in John 19 verse 12 to 13 says, Therefore he says, a certain nobleman went into the far country to receive for himself a kingdom to return. So he called ten of the servants, delivered to them ten miners, and said to them, Do business till I come. Jesus wants us to do his business. We are people doing the kingdom business. And this kingdom business is so beneficial. I remember that when I came here, I joined Christian Family Church in 1989, 1st of October. I'll be 30 years on Tuesday here at Christian Family Church, born again. And I went through the training through. I saw uh, Pastor Smiley teaching us fishers of men, Pastor Papenfest. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. And I also see my district pastor, uh, Mark Eitenhag. He was my district, one of the lovely people that we met along the way. Amen. And so these people, they developed us. They invested their time to take a township board of Vele Ekasi. Amen. So this great God transformed our lives. Today we are speaking on these platforms. I wonder if I still continue with my life in the township, would I be speaking here? But you know, we have a great father, a great mother. They accepted us just as we are. Coming from Ekasi, and they taught us the word. And they did the business in us. And today we are preaching here with all the famous speakers here. <laughs> yes. Now, a lot of people say, I told you that I'm going to be myself. I'm not T.D. Jakes. I'm not nobody. I'm me. That's why Tembisa Christian Families Church is growing. It's making an impact in Tembisa. Because I'm very kasi.
Luke 17, verse 20 to 21, the Bible says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor, with, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is in within you. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to run after false prophets. Some of you, they'll raise you from the dead. You know, it's so amazing people run after prophets. One prophet will listen on TV. He says, I want to prophesy to you. Uh, you know what? Your mother is a female. <laughs> Somebody says, I want to prophesy to you. You know, you, I can see that you have, he saw a rich man standing on the queue. He says, I want that demon of money to come out of me and come into me. What prophecies are happening out there? But we know also of genuine prophets in the name of Jesus. There are genuine prophets and we know that we can, but we don't live by prophets. We live by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, a church is a, it's a spiritual institute. We have to realize that people have problems. People have needs. And people need solutions. And there is no other institute that can address this problem like the church. Amen. Like the church. We must go out there and dominate we must go out there and take over. But how many know that you cannot have dominion without impartation? There must be impartation. We came here, we didn't know nothing about faith work. We just came here and we saw people talking, hey, you must speak, speak your mouth, speak, speak. Okay. Speak, speak the truth. So we come here, we speak, speak the word. And you know, I really want to thank uh, Apostle Theon, Apostle Bev, Dr. Bev, for, for what they have done. You open your doors to people that come from the township. You don't care whether they come from the um, cuckoo or wherever. You just receive them. Train them and develop them for the glory of God. Now, we came here, we served, we grew, ran cell groups, from cell groups, moving from through all the levels, and apostles, you laid hands on us. In Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, it says, Now, you cannot have dominion without impartation. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord has commanded Moses. The children of Israel heeded Joshua because Moses laid hands on him. Kambisa, hear me, because Apostle Theo laid hands on me. They do hear me. That's why they chose me to be the chairperson. 
And tomorrow they'll be here, if we can give them some nice space, the people that I work with in Tembisa, they'll be here. And, and the big guys and all the callers, don't laugh at them, please. Um, just honor them. So, me, Dr. Patrick, oh, my time is running fast here. You see, in the township with three, two, three hours, this is too little for us. <laughs> Actually, what you give or you allocate for us to preach is introduction for us in the township. Now, you know, we are facing serious challenges in South Africa. But you know what? We serve a faithful God. We serve a powerful God. I just want to compare the situation with the children of Israel as they were standing uh, at the verge of their promised land. Now, in Numbers 13, verse 28 to, to 33, the Bible says, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of Jordan. Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession for where we are, we are well able to overcome it. Praise God. You know, this is exciting. Right now in South Africa, there's too many voices speaking. And how I many, there are those who are also propagating violence, planning violence, so that they can, uh, you know, discredit the current president. Because, you know, he's the blue eye boy of investors. And he's a good guy. Well, people believed on, but he's a good guy. Powerful. And so... One thing that we have today, we have different Amalekites speaking. We have the Jubasites, we have the Parasites by the banks, and the Cellularites by the seashore. Everybody's complaining. Now, all South Africans are looking at these guys. They say, wow, these guys are going to destroy us. Have you seen the Anakites? But I want to ask you, are we like Caleb today? Now, I like the spirit of Caleb. He said, shut up, you all. Shut up. We are well able to take this land. Do we have the people of the spirit of Caleb here who say, shut up, you all. We are well able. Yes, we are well able. Amen. Don't sit here and and, and complain. And good term, most things that people like to complain all the time. You know? The church complain. The pastors complain. What are we going to do about this thing? No, well, God is on our side. The problem we don't have victory is because most people, their investment is lower than their expectation. People don't pray, but they expect God to move. People don't read the word and speak the word in their situation. How do you expect God to move? And some are very stingy, you know. When it comes to offering time, they look at it funny and say, hey, I wonder whether this God will prosper me. 
I know that God can prosper you. I'm totally convinced that God can prosper you. I know that. When we came here in Christian Family Church, while we were still in Ellisfontein, we didn't have a car, we didn't have nothing. We just went there by train, you know, traveled by train. But we were taught the word of faith. We were taught the word of faith. Hallelujah. And you know what? God is a good God. Now don't tell me that God is not good. Because I've seen. You may classify me as a prosperity preacher. That's fine. Let's leave it there. If you choose to be broke, that's fine. That's your choice. Everybody has got a choice to make here on earth. Amen. But I have seen a township boy rise in Tembisa. With, not, with nothing. And God raised us. Right in Tembisa. Amen. Because of the teachings that we got from here. The word of God. I've tasted broke. And I've tasted heavy money. And let me tell you, I love heavy money. All right, let's proceed. Now the children of Israel, you know, they are the type of the church today. The children of Israel, they were there they're about to take the promised land. When they saw the Amalekites, they freaked out. They said, gee, these guys, they're going to kill us. We are just like grasshoppers in their eyes. Let's go back. And God said to them, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so shall it be unto you. Our words, we can create our future with our words. You can create your future or destroy your future. Well, people get tired. I, don't, I can't do this faith thing. Well, the reason we fail is because most Christians are not passionate about what they do. All what they do, they complain about the adversities of life. Well, adversities of life, the truth is they are part of humanity. Whether you like it or not, we'll go through adversities. I don't know anybody in the Bible who never went through the adversities of life. But all these people, they were focused on the word of God. What is your focus today? A lot of people come to church for comfort. God is not interested in your comfort. He's interested in your character. And your character will be formed during difficult times. Glory to God. What are you going to do about this thing that God is doing in our lives? You know, in Tembisa, as I told you, that our, our, the pastors in Tembisa, they chose me to be the, the chairperson. With the recent spate of violence, xenophobia, and um, crime and drug dealing, uh, so we had to go and work with the police. We work with the police. We go, we go to the hostels and you know, engage the indunas. What is the actual problem? So we identified the problems, why these people are doing whatever they're doing. And so, but the most important thing that is very powerful is when the church stand up and pray. That you cannot deprive the church and you cannot deny the church. When, 
when, when the hostel dwellers and the indunas and the police and everybody in the community, they call upon one institute, they call upon the church. They say, where is the church? So we root. We went to, there, to those people there, and we began to identify the problems. Okay, these are the problems, and this is how we're going to address them. And then when we, 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 because we put Jesus, when you lift Jesus, the kingdom of God will advance. By lifting Jesus, NetBank became part of us. The chief executive of SAAA, she's now part of us. Business people are rising because they also want stability. They are supporting our program. It's very important as the body of Christ that we unite. Running around like a lone ranger is not going to help you. I've noticed that People here, the business hear us when we are united. You know what happened? Because of unity. We're receiving support and ideas how to address xenophobia, crime, and drug dealing. We are not just a church that is sitting in the building, dancing, jumping up and down, not impacting our community. The church must happen in the community. There was a time Jesus was in the synagogue. There's a time also he did a lot of things on the streets. So we just want to come here and look like CEOs and, you know, It's in Amen, Basalwa. There is power in unity. Psalms 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is the precious oil upon the head, running down on the bed, the bed of Aaron, running down on the edges of his garment. It is like the Jew of Hammon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord command the blessings. When the church is united, not discriminating the Methodists, the Presbyterian, or whatever, rising as one voice, saying Jesus is Lord. Transformation is inevitable. It is coming. Glory to God. Does really Jesus support unity of the church? John 17, verse 20 to 25. I do not pray for this alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they, they all may be one as you. Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory which you, have, you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. That the world may know that you have sent me. And I have loved them and that you have loved them. Loved me. 
Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. They may behold the glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And this have known that you have sent me. Glory to God. Unity of the body of Christ will do much more to transform this nation. We will be able to do more because we are united as the body of Christ. You see, I have seen the power of unity. I was involved in trade unionism. I know the power of unity. When you want to bring down the forces of darkness, when you are united, you'll bring transformation. Glory to God. What are we speaking right now about South Africa? What is it that is coming out of us as believers? Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If we say South Africa is going down, it will go down. But if you say South Africa is rising, is a powerful nation, South Africa is prosperous, South Africa is planting more churches, South Africa is an example of the continent of Africa, South Africa will rise. South Africa will rise in the name of Jesus. May I have a living amen from the people of God. Job 22 says, when I heard Apostle Allen Berg reading this, I said, oh my God, there goes my message now. The Bible says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. We will declare a thing and it will be established for us as the church. Are we ready to declare what God will do for South Africa? Are we really ready to declare what God will do for South Africa? Yes. How do we transform this beautiful nation? How do we bring it to God's standard? There's a lot of compromise in the body of Christ. And I don't think God is expecting us to compromise. He's expecting us to stand for the word of God. I want to look at an example here of a man that God gave a mission to transform his city. That is um, Nehemiah. What was his attitude? What do we learn from this man? Number one, Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. It reads as follows from the New King James Version. So it was. When I heard this word. That I sat down and wept. And mourned for my days. For many days. I was fasting and praying. Before the God of heaven. We as South Africa. We want South Africa to change. Do we have a burden for South Africa? 
Do we really carry a burden for South Africa? Or some of us, we are contemplating to relocate. A person that has a burden will go down and seek the face of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Transformation is needed in this nation. But is the church ready to bring transformation? You see, some pastors cannot associate with other pastors because of their doctrinal beliefs and their apologetics and theology. That is not going to bring change in this nation. We have to put our theological differences aside and focus on the important thing, transforming this nation for God. Glory to God. That piano says, I must come to the end of my message. You know, these people, they have respect here. They don't want you to disrupt you. You just hear the piano goes, bing, 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 you know. Shut up. Glory to God. God loves you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.